from KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The Cooler, your weekly dose of pop culture commentary. On this week's agenda, everyone is obsessed with Serial and This American Life's new podcast, S-Town. But no one's talking about a certain part of it. Until now. And did you know that whistling is a paid profession? Well, it is, and we're going to have our own whistling competition to see who could maybe make a few bucks on the side whistling professionally. Spoiler alert. I Uh think it's me. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to also catch up with Sharon Stone and figure out why she was inspired to create a spoken word piece about a congresswoman. New career? Sharon, it's been too long. Mm. So we're back from our mini break. We all independently won a wet t-shirt contest at spring break. Yes, yes. Me, Woo! a wet t-shirt slash twerking. Yes. All of that, yes. I mean, that was implied. That was implied. <laughs> I had to go to the desert. We'll call it a pilgrimage to the site of Britney Spears's Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman music video. Oh. Uh, no. Called Antelope Canyon. I was there. Did it, was that a part of the reason why you went on this trip? Speak 90%. the truth. <laughs> It's bucket list. Like, where is this Who's Who's cave? bucket? I'm, I'm just saying. Who's list and mm. who's bucket? <laughs> Both me. So while I was on this break, I started listening to a new podcast that everyone's talking whoa, about. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Cheating yes. on us. Other podcasts exist. He's cheating. I have no morals. So I listen to other podcasts. Mm. Okay. I would just prefer that we didn't acknowledge the existence of other podcasts. Yeah, listener, <laughs> please only listen to ours. I don't know her. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> This podcast is by Serial and This American Life, and it's called S-Town. All right, so tell us about this this affair you've basically had. Yes. So it's a great show, at first about a murder in Alabama, hmm. but then it turns into something else. Yeah, well, I'm not going to give anything yeah, away, but it's very interesting, and I'm glad I listened to it. One part of it caught my attention, though. Okay. And it's the way the host, Brian Reed, who's a man, okay. speaks. We often hear a lot about how women speak, whether it's in the office Mm. or on podcasts, specifically with vocal fry, uptick, and using the word like. Uh And when you say vocal fry, that's like, uh, yes. And then uptick is at the end of a sentence, like on Australian. Like you're asking a question. But you're you're actually not. Exactly. I do that often. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so does Brian Reed. And it's not a judgment call on him. I just noticed that he does it. And usually when women do it, there are think pieces and articles, especially Mm. in 2015. There was like a huge thing where everyone was writing an article about this phenomenon or whatever. Hmm. But before we get any further, let's listen to what Brian Reed sounds like. Oh, please. That Sunday night, the night she and Tyler's mother were freaking out that the judge might throw him in jail the next day. Well, that didn't happen. Tyler paid his $1,000 bond and remained free. Well, he has the uptick, but he definitely has the NPR voice. Yes. Mm. Right? That which is very important. And also, it's very important to note, he is a man. Mm. So it's it's very important to police women. I just want to point this out. They must be policed. Must be policed. we don't know what they're going to do. I wrote an article about this whole vocal fry debate back in 2015. And one of the comments was, you know what, Emmanuel? Sometimes women need to be police because they're not perfect and they need to get better and be better. And I'm like, oh, okay. You're sincerely Sergeant Smith. Yeah. I love that we're just an amorphous block though. Yeah. Women need to be Well, we're all police. the same. Yes, Come on. clearly. 
So Brian Reed speaks like that. Mm -hmm. Every couple of sentences, he does it on the podcast. Surely the thing pieces were coming. So I was waiting. So you're waiting. You were literally like sitting at your browser, refreshing, refreshing, waiting, refreshing. I'm still waiting. Where is it? Mm. It's getting cold. Guess what? It's not coming. (laughs) But it came for Invisibilia, NPR's podcast. Yes. Which is hosted by two women. And Mm -hmm. I went into their reviews to see how they're treated. Someone named Scott Winner says. Are you really, though? (laughs) Are you really, Scott? (laughs) I love the stories, but I just can't listen to these Valley Girls any longer. I feel like I'm listening to two high school girls. Oh, jeez. Mm. Someone named Smulpop. There are no vowels in it. Oh, wow. The constant vocal fry is obnoxious, distracting, and seriously annoying. I can't listen to this anymore so long as these ladies are the hosts. Amanda knows. At two, Amanda, you? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> She says, the vocal fry aspect is out of control. It's hard to take these women seriously. It's cringeworthy. I mean, these women are adults, right? Do they know how dumb this affectation makes them sound? Like hearing a female give an academic presentation in baby voice or something. Ladies, what's wrong with you? Female. The female part yeah, got me. I was like, ah, yeah. Like, is Amanda a man? Hmm. And finally, Dewey K says, the vocal fry is killing me. Please train your voices to be an instrument for good, not a weapon of destruction and irritation. That's I your love... Evelyn Wool voice, isn't it? Yeah, but you were able to get a Harry Potter villain out of that <laughs> comet. Yes, Voldemort <laughs> took over my soul and my vocal cords. So that's a thing that happened to them. It happened to Anne Friedman, guest on this show. She hosts a show called Call Your Girlfriend, and she had this to say in an essay she wrote called Can We Just Like Get Over the Way Women Talk? It quickly became apparent that if we were to take the advice of all of our detractors, carefully enunciating, limiting our likes, moderating our tone to avoid vocal fry, our podcast would sound very different. It would be stripped of its cadence and its meaning. It would lose the casual, friendly tone we wanted it to have and its special feeling of intimacy. It wouldn't be ours anymore. Hmm. And I know we kind of experienced that when we were trying to launch this show where we got a lot of notes, specifically about the word like, and different things we were doing with our voices. We don't have to get into all of that, but yeah, I remember... Dredging up bad memories. <laughs> I remember that after we got those notes, I came in here and was trying to like think of all those notes and try to take them all into account and be different, and I felt like a robot. Like mm-hmm. I didn't feel like myself, and especially for conversational podcasts, it's hard to be yourself when you're trying to fit into a box of something that makes other people more comfortable. Right. I just did the uptick. You just and did? And you have to deal with but it. But that's natural. Deal So I'm not saying there should be think pieces because Brian Reed shouldn't have uptick. I'm saying if we're going to do it for all the women, come on. There's a great book called The Girls, which is by a a young, stupidly talented novelist called Emma Klein. And she talks about how girls are brought up to constantly see themselves as other people might and Mm -hmm. be constantly aware of how they talk, how they act, how they dress. And in the meantime, while the girls have been so fixated on this... The boys have been growing up learning who they are mm-hmm. yeah. and being allowed to kind of mature like, you know, caterpillars into butterflies. And I always think of that passage, which I've paraphrased incredibly badly, by the way, when I think of this stuff, because it is ludicrous. Where will the policing end? Right here, right now. Right this now. <laughs> you know what? Just hand someone a Pepsi. I was just going to say. You had to take and it there. I had to take it there. Yes, you just. Hold on. Let me call the, Kendall. The next she will figure this out for us. <laughs> this reference is brought to you by last week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I was wondering what comes to mind for you two when thinking about things women can't get away with that men 
always do. How long do you have? Yeah. We have about 35 Because minutes. I have a list. <laughs> Just shake it a wee bit. There you go. Growing old. Yep. <laughs> oh, straight in there. Straight in there. Age. Just, just go straight there. Mortality. Growing old. Women are expected to maintain the same face and weight and body as we did in a high school graduation photo, mm-hmm. wedding photo, mm-hmm. college photo. Everybody's got at least one of those. We're expected to maintain that specific body weight and, you know, so... Yes, men are supposed to grow old. They're supposed to be distinguished. Yeah. Silver fox. And get silver hair mm-hmm. and all of that. Uh. All right, I can, I can go all day. I'll let Carly. <laughs> <laughs> I always think about character actors and the fact that when we say character actors, we basically are talking about talented men with interesting quote-unquote faces. And by interesting, I mean craggy. I mean weathered. I'm talking about Steve Buscemi. Ah. I'm talking about John Goodman. Can you imagine A if character any... Actor female actress was permitted quote unquote to look like those guys Mm. men are allowed to look interesting women have to be hot that's the way it works and now i'm just thinking of steve buscemi with a wig on and (laughs) just like to picture him as a woman i don't think it would fly in hollywood don't want to see it Hmm. that's what they say they don't want to see it box office poison they might say nope Mm -hmm. but men are allowed to be interesting in all those ways that don't have to do with their looks Whereas with women, we start with the looks and then we work on down. Exactly. So, you know how men, you know, we've all seen the the rom-com where you have the guy who says, let me pretend to be a father for a day and, and like take your baby to a cafe or park to pick up women. Right? Mm-hmm. So single dads are like, oh my God, he's so handsome. He works so hard. He's a single dad. Single moms are defective. What's wrong with her? Why mm-hmm. isn't she with someone? Why didn't her, the relationship work out? Why don't we scrutinize single dads in the same way? He is also damaged goods. <laughs> it didn't work out for a reason. The unspoken question there with that thing is, what did she do wrong? Exactly. What did she do what wrong? What did you do wrong? Something you did wrong, right? Lady, what you done? How'd you end up like this? I'm going to spin off that one and just say, looking after your own children. Two words. Daddy duty. Two. <laughs> G is father of the year if he ever appears anywhere with the kids. If I if it's me, people are just like, why is she out in public with three small children? Has she no shame? Has she no shame Where to be in the grocery go? store with these three children? Didn't that man say something to you in a grocery store one oh, time? Oh, God. Uh, so, uh, people say stuff to me in grocery stores all the time. I was going to say, which exactly. story? Which yeah, story which are we story? asking about? Constantly, like, I can't It was like an assumption that you were a single mother and... Oh, like, all the time. Where's the baby daddy? All whatever. the time. Yikes. I thought you were going to talk about the one guy who said that he wished the twins were his when I was pregnant. But that's a whole other story. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. Or the guy who said, Delicious how so do long. you feel carrying a uh, baby oh, whoa, whoa. that isn't whoa. completely your race? <laughs> the questions just keep coming for me. The The point is that G gets nothing but praise yep. when he shows up with them. Yeah. So just men for of, being there. Men of the world, there is no such thing as babysitting your own children. Mm-hmm. Babysitting is something a 14-year-old does for money. Exactly. I'm baby. I hate when I hear men say I'm babysitting my children. Yep. Why would you say that? Nope. Mm. Nope. Nudity. Okay. So I know what you're thinking. Nipples I know what you're are thinking. nipples. You're thinking about nipples. You're thinking about you know. I'm thinking about Instagram. Instagram. I'm looking at you. Yep. Looking at you. Free but I'm gonna take it all the way back <gasps> because when I was a child and I had a Barbie. Oh. If you remove her clothes, all of her private parts were visible. Yes. Now you take off Ken's pants. He had drawers that were built in. Mm. Yes. Skin colored. Exactly. Skin colored nude underwear that were built in. I just thought men had that. Up until recently. (laughs) You were shocked for the first time. It's like, can we introduce 
some veinage down there to be more lifelike <laughs> for the men. Can exactly. I just say we are back with a bang? <laughs> <laughs> we are getting canceled. Single status? Mm. Okay. You've got, until recently, George Clooney. Oh, my gosh. He's such Playboy. a distinguished. He's a bachelor. Playboy. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. If they were women, people would have already had the cat jokes lined up. The right? cat lady jokes yep. lined up. But because Wait, they're men? There is no... Have I got this right? There is no female equivalent of the word bachelor. You know, someone distinguished who enjoys their own company, lives by themselves, and is happy with that. There's no equivalent. Tell me an equivalent right now. Well, they say bachelorette, but bachelorette usually no, so implies that means you're getting like, married. Yeah. Right. I think the adjective that people use a lot when they want to compliment a woman these days is badass. Oh, oh yeah. badass. Or like you're so independent. Or you're like sex positive. Oh. Okay, so what we need to so before the end of the show, we need to come up with a name for bachelor women. That's not cougar, because yes. then again, that's relating to age. Yeah, age is always on the table. Boss with two dollar signs. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just choose an emoji? <laughs> yeah, the girl with her hand up, like yes, I will. Yes, ah. yes, I will. And if you have an idea for yes. a female equivalent, <laughs> of tweet the us. word bachelor. Tweet at KQED Pop, or I don't know, send us a letter. Yeah. Google it. The address is Snail online. Mail. It's fine. Snail mail. Yeah, yeah. When was the last time you got a letter from someone? Uh, from the IRS. Okay. Oh, let's not go down that road. We, that's, know that's we don't have enough territory. time for that. Yeah, I'm in trouble. All right, Maury. <laughs> <laughs> Cash me outside, IRS. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that reference is brought to you by last month. Yeah. And when is the last time you have been in a boardroom and you heard a woman paraphrase something that a man just said? And had the room receive it as if it was brand new information. Yes. I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. Because you know, it happens all the time. <laughs> all all the, the time. Personal grooming. <laughs> <laughs> she continues. <laughs> and on this note, I will say that I had to convince my husband that lotion was a good idea when we got together. Wow. Because he, He's yeah. White. So, But so. I'm just saying men are allowed to get away with a lot more yeah. with personal appearance mm-hmm. than women are. We have to keep it together. Keep Let it tight. Let me tell you, the other day I was at work. And I had a piece of egg in my beard from my <gasps> breakfast burrito, and no one said a damn thing. I didn't see you. Because you know I, I'll tell you. If I'd have seen you, I would have said something. But well, you know what? I got away with it, and he, that's the worst part. They're like, he's just such a creative genius. He's yeah. probably just really busy doing something. Why do you think that is? Why do you think people don't? Are they uncomfortable? Yeah. Are they oh, it's just really hard to tell someone. So yeah, you're yeah. like, oh. Jameter sometimes like wets a napkin and comes out oh, my yeah, face. Oh, yeah, she'll come in <laughs> she for you. It's wonderful. Can I also say, I just love the mental image of you just shaking a bottle of lotion at your it's husband. Just, I was like, listen, this has to happen. You can't do this. Not, like, <laughs> it puts the lotion on its skin. I know skin. that the ash is not visible on your skin, but still, <laughs> you just need to take care of this. If only so that you can show our children that this is the way. <laughs> yes. Teach them well and let and them leave. Exactly. Vigilance against ashiness. Vigilance. And lastly... Yes. Direct communication. Mm. We all know that men are allowed to say what they want to say as harshly as they need to say it. And they're considered strong yes. leaders. Women are considered. Well, do we need to say that on this podcast? You know what? Yeah. You know yeah. what? We're, we know you what know is. what women, strong women are called. Mm. Mm-hmm. Aggressive, mm-hmm. shrill. Exactly. Yeah. And also, can we stop praising men for just expressing emotion? It's, it's so brave. It's so, so brave, brave of him. Women do it. We're called crazy. Exactly. They can't handle the pressure of the presidency. Certainly not. Certainly not. I'm still holding on to some baggage, as you can tell. <laughs> Speaking of things women wouldn't be able to get away with, any old thing Donald Trump has done. If Hillary did one of those, it's a wrap. And it was a wrap for her. So it was. She went hashtag to the Benghazi. Hashtag hiking forever. Hashtag her emails. Emails, yes. <laughs> but her emails, though. 
So, mm. all that to say, on my break, I listened to S-Town. It was good. <laughs> yeah, just bring that right back. <laughs> Let Brian be Brian. Let Brenda be Brenda. Why don't we be us and Brian be Brian? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Come on, let it go. Just let it be. Okay. Why don't you be you and I'll be, be me. me. And I'll be me. <laughs> Amazing. I can't think of a better way to end that. <laughs> I can. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I had to. Yeah. Why don't you be you and I'll be me and I'll be me. So the other day, I was wasting time on the internet per use, and I came across an article about a woman named Molly Lewis. She's oh, a mus- oh, hang on. Was she born in like 1789 and she had like three heads and <laughs> lived in a barn with her secret lover, but also like the king of Spain? Probably. I wish cool. that was the tale. <laughs> but she was born in the 80s, like cool. us. Maybe even the 90s. She's a musician, but she doesn't sing and she doesn't play an instrument. She whistles. That is oh her gig. Gosh. And I was like, wow, is she's this... a trailblazer. Guess what? She's not. Other people do this too. What? Professionally. There is this thing called the International Whistlers Convention, which is an annual competition of all the whistlers in the world who make money either whistling with orchestras or doing film soundtracks, which is what Molly Lewis makes money doing. Oh. oh. So when it's like a man just like, you know, strolling down a road at the end of a film, she'll provide the, the whistle over. Or Kill Bill. You want to do it? Yeah. Throw a trap beat on this and we could just really do something. Yup. (laughs) Oh, thanks for ruining it at the end. (laughs) Christ. It's the the remix. (laughs) So a whistler from the 1930s, Mm. Fred Lowery, says, Whistling is a magical gift and there's always a place in this world for magic right on so in the spirit of that i thought it would be fun if we had our own little whistling competition and it will be judged by our beloved sound engineer howie hey howie would you prefer to be called howard for this occasion or i think the mr howie is probably we'll just call you lord howie the lord (laughs) that'll do So it'll be judged by the Lord and <laughs> as we all will eventually. <laughs> exactly. We're at the pearly gates exactly. and we're whistling. So we've all prepared a song. Jamidra, do you have something to say about your relationship okay, with whistling? So I'm going to go on the record and let you guys know that I cannot whistle. I could, I could you know, I could eke out a little something, something, but you know, you're going to get what you get. So what are you going to eke out for us today? Yeah, I'm not going to tell a, you. A wolf whistle? I want you. I can't do that with the fingers. Okay. No, none think. of that. So you, we'll go. <clears throat> I want you guys to guess okay. what I'm whistling. I've had my water. <laughs> Just to narrate this for the listener. Oh, he's cracking up. <laughs> No, I'm not cracking up. (laughs) (laughs) 
that sounds like a haunted spirit (laughs) breeze through some branches. Okay, so you're close. It sounds like when a ship gets stranded in the Arctic and they have to go onto the ice. You're close. Girl, did you steal my song? Is it My Heart Will Go On? (laughs) (laughs) Wait. In what possible realm was that My Heart okay. Will Go On? Actually, that was not My Heart Will Go On. That is the aria oh. from the soundtrack of the film. That is what I was Wow, that was exactly what I was going to do. Yeah. Okay, so is it that I... Did I hear you? I was whistling it earlier. God damn it! I was like... All of a sudden, I'm inspired. So wait a minute. Okay. You were whistling. Yeah. The song that you intended to bring on the podcast. Yeah. Jamidra, who sits about four seats behind you, <laughs> overheard you. Yeah. Unconsciously. But and I was like, I have the perfect song now. Okay. I'll just do a different part of the song. Sorry, friend. It's all good. So no. we're, we're not guessing what the song is anymore. We're just, we're just. It's just being judged by the merits okay. and the delivery. And the Lord. By the Lord. And the Lord. Lord. Okay. The good so, Lord. So that was my version. Howie. So Lord, what's your grade on that? Well, so far I'm, I'm, I'm going to postpone it for a moment because I'm going to enter you two into the doubles whistling oh. category. Oh. Okay. Okay. You know, Serena so, and Venus. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So let's just see who's the big sister. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, Venus is technically the bigger sister, but she's not as good. And also, they're tennis players. <laughs> <laughs> so, Emmanuel, really? here's, your, here's your chance to redeem. Okay. Beat that, Emmanuel. <laughs> <laughs> I got a good feeling. Tell us they don't like our podcast. That's why. I think this is why. Is it the singing? I had stage fright. I could not eke it out. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. So that's what I did. Um, how would we do in a doubles match? Well, I'm going to have to give you extra points for hyperventilating. Yeah. So yeah. that is that is a plus. Great. Uh, I think to get we don't we don't use the traditional numbering one through ten. Uh, system here because oh god no it's California everyone is a winner yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I would just say that um, we get the smallest trophy it's possible in a in a race of two Carly might have to come in next to last oh boom mm. okay mm. here we go I haven't practiced mm-hmm. I this heard is like you. when she she brought the violin that time yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time it's been a- <laughs> it's been eighty four years. <laughs> Okay, I just want to preface this by saying that once someone heard me whistling in my old workplace, stopped me in the corridor and said, you're really good at whistling, do you practice? And you said yes. Yes, I do Mm -hmm. practice. Okay. Was this the Bugs Bunny? Uh, was this the, the Looney Tunes theme song? <laughs> That's the 20th Century Fox. Okay, yes. I put my hand over my heart. When you heard cool. it, you pledge allegiance. To, I like the like... To Carly's whistle. Ululation. Yeah, exactly. I, There's we, like levels to your whistling. Uh-huh. I was going to do Darude's Sandstorm, but I thought that might be a bit aggressive because I don't know if people are listening to this in the morning or not. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) 
Just tease them. They have to yeah. buy the record. Yeah, leave them wanting more. Well, let's see what the Lord says. Mm. Yeah. The Come good on. Lord. Well, it was a little derivative. Ooh. <laughs> he just called you reductive like Madonna did to Lady Gaga. It feels uh, reductive. Is that good? Look it up. That is a read. Howie, knife in my heart. No, it's a, it was a good cover, I would say. Yeah, but what, what, what were they doing? We're, we're looking, Sorry, we're, I'll look, just take were, the feedback. They were really getting very original, I would say, in their attempts. And I, and I think attempt is being generous. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was an interpretation. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. But in terms of technique and pure style and mm-hmm. whistledom, mm-hmm. I, I, I grant you the golden hind of, uh, <laughs> of awards. <laughs> You're saying arise, Sir Carly, basically. Well, congratulations, Carly. I take pleasure in the fact that no one can duplicate what I just did. Mm. <laughs> you are original. original. You are an original. You're one of a kind. I would also like to point out that like, I put a lot of heart and soul into that Tarantino whistling that I did five minutes earlier, and I think that maybe depleted my reserves. I just want to point that out. But it does not factor into the judgment. No. <laughs> the judgment of Howie. So we've learned a lot. Mm-hmm. We've learned that we work with the Lord. Uh, yes, we do. We've learned that we Carly so is reductive. <laughs> We've learned that people make a living out of whistling exactly. and that Jamidra and I won't ever get paid to do that. We will no. be doing that. But, but Carly, maybe. But I might. You might. We've reached that point in our show. Mm. Cancellation? (laughs) (laughs) No, that was like 15 minutes ago. (laughs) Yeah, that was in the whistling bit. Shall we, Jamidra? Shall we sing what this segment is? Oh, God, no. It's the big and the pick. Hey, the big and the pick. Hey. The pick goes to an 18-year-old by the name of Brooklyn Beckham. Oh, this guy. Well, he's grown, 18, so he, does, he can... He Son can, of David Beckham and Victoria Beckham, I'm presuming. Yes. Not another one. He decided to get his first tattoo. And he looked to his father, who has several tattoos, for inspiration. Mm. Just to give you an idea of the kind of tattoos David Beckham has. A lot of Chinese symbols that he doesn't know what they mean. No. I hope the person that did the tattoo knows what they mean. Yeah. And that they're on the same page. It's <laughs> a lot of people who are mad who mm. got tattoos in the early 90s. Yep. Mm. <laughs> Bible verses, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Do what you got to do. He also has a minion from Despicable Me on his body. Oh God! Why, dude? Like you should wait a couple years and make sure that you'll still like it. Yeah, like let that nah. settle. So Brooklyn got an exact replica of his dad's tattoo, which happens to be a Native American chief with headdress. Oh dear! Did he not listen? to our previous episode. On How the many times do we have to say the same thing? Is there a lineage there? or? And he's there... not even from, like he can't even say like, you know what, Victoria. I got Indian in my she's family. Kind of Indian. I she's got kind Native, of Native American, American in my family. No. no. Mm. So it's just bad. Some people on Twitter were upset. Mm, there's <laughs> a shocker. Olivia WXISH says, Brooklyn Beckham getting a tattoo of Native American is the epitome of white. I, <laughs> I like. I, th- I thought it was going to be white privilege, and then no, no just, just white. white. Is the epitome just white. of just white? Okay. And then other people were saying, in all caps, stop reducing these people to an aesthetic. Again, cosine. Speaking of appropriation, 
Coachella's another... coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Coachella is soon. Also, Brian Fisher, a super conservative radio personality guy, tweeted the following. Oh, brace myself. Worst example of cultural appropriation ever. LGBTs stole the rainbow from God. <laughs> it's his. He invented it. Genesis 9, 11 through 17. Give it back. So pit of the week for him thinking gays stole that, but also Thieves. kind of peak of the week for him because it gave me a lot of life. Yeah. I, if I want to be known for something, I want to be known for stealing all the light in the world that's been refracted through water vapor. Like I want to be known for snatching the color spectrum. Yeah, do, you snatch <laughs> you sn- spectrum snatcher. So ambivalent pit of the week to Brian Fisher. Mm-hmm. I am a thief. I'll keep stealing your colors. And your boyfriend. Yes. Because I know you have one because you're very preoccupied with gay people. <laughs> <laughs> and moving to our peak of the week. Maxine Waters. Oh, come on, auntie. Oh, uh, she's wonderful. Born in 1938, mm-hmm. which makes her a crisp 78 years old. Yes. And you wouldn't know it from wouldn't her face. Wouldn't know it. Moisturizer. Exactly. She does look fat. She's the spokesperson for those of us who don't give a f- yes. If she runs in 2020, her slogan will be, I said what I said. Yeah, exactly. 2020. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hashtag I want that. that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> Hashtag that. Bill O'Reilly tried to come for her and say that her wig looked like whatever. Oh, yeah. He said she had hair like a James Brown mm-hmm. wig or And something. he couldn't listen to what the content of what she was saying because he was too distracted by her wig. Uh-oh. Meanwhile, she was dropping knowledge, but okay. So we're fans of her sticking up for herself and always saying what's on her mind. So Sharon Stone, who created a spoken word piece dedicated <gasps> to Maxine Waters. Uh, what? I just, I don't think I've ever heard Sharon Stone and Maxine Waters in the same sentence before. Well, until today. Okay. And I'll play you some of it. And before I do, the peak doesn't go to Sharon Stone because just, it's a little bit uncomfortable. Okay. Uh, just, oh, so she says like, comment? she's black and we're proud. It's uh, a little okay. cringy, but I still think everyone should hear it. Make your own judgments. Say it loud. She's black and we're proud. Disrespect will not be allowed. Since 91, she's fought our battles with humor, grace, and skill. She's proved a woman's definitive place is that house on Capitol Hill. I'm a strong black woman, and I cannot be intimidated. I cannot be undermined. I cannot be thought to be a friend of Bill O'Reilly or anybody. And I'd like to say to women out there everywhere, don't allow these dishonorable people to intimidate you or scare you. Be who you are. Do what you do. And let us get on with discussing the real issues of this country. Amen. You better come Wow. Home. Can we just talk about that backing beat for a second? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and that brought to you by DJ Jazzy Jeff. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jazzy Jeff. I haven't heard that name in a long time. The beat was procured from 1991 when Maxine Waters began her political career. Okay. Probably. Peak of the week to Maxine for always saying what we're thinking and being out there and not backing down. And mm-hmm. continuously getting these folks together. You need me to get that sh- together so we can get together. You need me to. Yeah. Yeah. You need me to. So, our song of the week mm. is by someone who's been away for a while. Oh, do you know Feist? I do. 
She no had idea. a song that was like a number song. One, two, three, four. Tell me that you love me more. Oh, I remember this because it was on a, it was commercial. On a commercial. It's like yeah. a gap, yeah. gap commercial type of thing. But she was also in Broken Social Scene before that. And when I was in college, I was like really into her. I even mm-hmm. got into a car accident while listening to Musha Boom, another one of her songs. Oh. I don't that... listen to that song anymore because it's such I was going to say, was that like a positive or negative association? <laughs> it's negative. Okay. And I Musha wasn't driving. Boom of all of the five songs. I know. It's like, shaboom, shaboom. And it's like, I'm not laughing at you. On the New Jersey Turnpike of all places. Yeah. Like it doesn't get darker than that. Is this the infamous car story you've told us about? Ooh. Oh, not when I was going to get a little Kim CD and I that's, crashed my mom's okay. car. That's, that's different. Okay. That's different. Yeah. You just shouldn't listen to music. What happens around you in a vehicle? Apparently not. So Feist is back. And since her hiatus, which has been about six years, she said she's been watching a lot of Nashville on TV. Hmm. She's traveled and read extensively. And she even took up woodworking, making benches, bed frames, and a screen porch. Interesting. Oh, Go she's for doing it. her. Yeah. And she says, I know less now than I ever did about how life is supposed to go. It's relaxing. So I think she's smoking weed now. Um, <laughs> Clearly. Reading between the lines. Mm. This song is called Pleasure. It's been a pleasure. See you next week. our podcast papa david marcus thanks to carolyn pennypacker riggs for our amazing theme song that you hear at the beginning of the show and thanks to jay simpson for helping me edit please subscribe on itunes also rate us if you like us if you don't um you never heard this until next week find us on social media i am excuse my beauty without the first d on twitter i am at teacup in the bay i am at jimitra says follow us favorite our stuff retweet Bye. Bye. Bye.